Welcome to the Part of the Noise podcast. I'm Scotty Hughes. Well, back by popular demand, my beautiful, lovely wife. We talk about 11 years of marriage. We talk about some of our favorite movies. And then we talk about trigger warning, trigger warning, anti-vaccination. We go there. So sit back, strap on your seatbelts, and here we go. Alexa. Alexa. I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. Well, good for nothing, Alexa. I'll turn that light on myself. Well, back again by popular demand, my beautiful wife, Jenny. Hi, I passed the test. I get to come back. Yay! <laughs> well, I don't know if it was so much past the test or it was a... Uh, people felt like you didn't get a fair shot and they were like, she needs a redo. That's not true. They like me more than you. I know. They're like, is Jenny got to get her own podcast? (laughs) Sure. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here we are. Sipping teas. Back again podcasting for the faithful, the few, the, the many, all of the above. What are you even saying? I don't know. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? What is what is happening here? Well, we should be talking about our life a little bit. We are going to talk about our life. Um, I picked up a new hobby since we hung out last. You picked up a new hobby? Yeah. I've been attempting to bake sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> Attempt was the key word there, correct? So... So sourdough, if you don't know, is it's like having a pet. <laughs> like you have to feed it and like talk nice to it and then bake bread with it. And <laughs> it's like its own little thing. And funny, what did we first name it? I don't remember. Doughy? Doughy. We first named it Doughy. And the first couple of, of um, loaves that came out were flipping Doughy. <laughs> Then we changed the name to Fluffy, and I've only made one since then, and it was fluffier. But we are—we have not arrived in the sourdough department. So maybe we should call it Scrumptiliumptious. Yeah, like scrumptious, fluffy perfection. That maybe that needs to be the name. <laughs> I guess we could do that. Well, for um, for those that don't know, Jenny and I are actually coming uh, along. Our 11-year anniversary. Yay! Been married 11 years. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I guess I was thinking, what if we talked a little bit about marriage? Uh-oh. The ups. It's getting real up in the here. The downs. You know, I just want to acknowledge, he does not prep me for anything that we're talking about. He's literally like, hey, you want to record? Okay, yeah. Here we go. Well, here, <laughs> if I prep you, then you come up with some pithy, rehearsed answer that doesn't sound genuine and real. Oh. If we just go for it. Or you're intimidated by my awesomeness. No. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm attracted to your awesomeness. Right. What are you talking about? All right, here we go. 
we go. <clears throat> okay. What is this marriage stuff if, talking about? If I... Um, <clears throat> if I... How should I say this? I we're going to do like... If I... Or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. If I came home and told you that I had a dead body in my trunk. Ew, what? what? <laughs> would you help me? What? Would you help me conceal the crime? No, I would turn you in. <laughs> okay, I thought we were further along. Maybe that's that, year 15. That, that's like, no, I think you got to get into like 35 maybe for that. 35. You're 35. <laughs> At least with me. That is, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I was driving down to the station myself. Take him, take him, officer. She won't help me bury a dead body. <laughs> I didn't say I killed it. I just said there was a dead body in my that trunk. That is way too. Yeah, no. There are too many unanswered questions there. I would immediately have trust issues. Why do you have a dead body in your trunk? This is not <laughs> okay, people. Okay. All right. Go back to square one here. <laughs> All right. 11 years in, what would you say is the best part about being married still after 11 years? The best part about being married still after 11 years? Um, still being married. <laughs> still being married. We're, we're chugging along, people. Okay. <laughs> What would you say is the worst part about being married for 11 years? Oh, I don't know. Um, I feel like maybe we, you have, you have, um, you're still, we're still very passionate in our disagreements. There's not, okay, what I mean by that, that's, that's an okay, that's a good thing, but you would assume that after some time we would start to like kind of like come together on a singular road a little bit more but no we're very polar opposite and we fight hard and we love hard but <laughs> you're just stubborn that's all i think <laughs> i'm stubborn yeah okay now what about you what has been the best and the worst of 11 years um start with worst first so you can the recap worst. And finish yes, it up with so best. I can finish it up. <laughs> bookend. Uh bookend. Um the worst. Um the worst part about being married 11 years. Uh I think there's um, a false idea that that the longer you're married, the the more you will know each other and um, be able to just predict each other's thoughts and and you know, and which maybe there's a certain point that you do get to that, but I feel like that's your sixty. That's your sixty. <laughs> I feel like you know what I mean. Like, I feel there's there's in the beginning it's just it's all hormones and pheromones and everything's like 
Her farts are so oh, wonderful. I never fart in front of you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know, but I'm just not, not. I'm using as example. Yeah, that's, that's like a bad you can example. do. You could do no wrong. That's just a bad It's example. just like even your flaws were beautiful in their own way. But I think as time goes on, after eleven years, your your faults can be, you know, frustrating, annoying. Um, you know just like and that's just, I'm sure it's the same way but it goes both ways that it's like you say I'm stubborn and I think you're stubborn <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I think that you know what I mean that there's it's not quite as you know I mean it's a lot there's a lot more work that needs to take place. It doesn't just come easy and natural like it did in the beginning. I think... And I think there is a lot of uh, a quickness to acquiesce in the beginning because you're like, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. I'm in love. And then you realize, wait, you get married and you've been married for a while. And no, I, I just disagree. <laughs> so it, it, exactly so it's like you know everything is cinched in the, you got on the, the body suit that's sucking everything in and Again, then when you get married YouTube would be good and then, <laughs> then you get married and it's like hey you married me <laughs> and, you, and you're like oh no what have i done Yeah. So, and but the best part about being married eleven years, um, I think, is that I think that we still love each other. Mm-hmm. I think we we're raising three wonderful babies mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um, I think that we're uh, that. Yeah, I don't know that. I I think that. Um, we're not sick of each other, although we sometimes make each other sick. I got the black lung. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I love you. Love you. I love you. Moving on. Love you, ears. <laughs> <laughs> if you about- can tell, we are not PDA people, so. The fact that Scott's like, let's talk about marriage. I'm like, okay. PDA? I don't know. Anything talking openly gets a little like, this is my personal space and we're just sharing it with everybody. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That this is very true. Water boy. Yeah. Um, We were joking earlier. We were talking about... Well, I was briefly mentioning, I was like, what if we talked about movies that were a lot better in our minds, like, and then we saw them when we were older, and we were like, oh, that movie was actually not that good at all. Do you have any... Gremlins. Gremlins? I loved Gizmo growing up, and I liked watching the movie just because he was cute and fuzzy. I I did not like the story at all but I would endure it because I liked Gizmo Gizmo was my favorite and I had a stuffed animal Gizmo now is it the 
is it it's, it's that like, it's a bad movie? No, it's just not my style of movie. I would okay, say. yeah, it's so, too scary for yeah, you. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> yeah, Gizmo. Um, yeah, that was my jam. That was my boy. My ride or die. Okay, what's Magwag? A, what's Magwai? another movie for you? Um, so what? It's funny. This came up at work today. Uh, a little, little-known movie. Uh, that was by Weird Al Yankovic called UHF. Okay. Have you ever, ever by seen Weird it? Al is like, it, yeah, it's just not. As a kid, <laughs> this movie was, I was like one of the funniest movies that I had ever seen. And um, I saw it as an adult and I was like, oh, this movie's bad. <laughs> not good. Except for these portions of the film Mm -hmm. that I still think are like some of the most funny comedic genius that I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. So the premise in the movie is that uh, this radio station or this uh, television station is going under. And so they just like give it to Weird Al and his his friend and they say, yeah, do what you want. Mm -hmm. And um, so they're trying to put on a good show and so the, the montages of all the content the, the creative content that they come up with mm-hmm. is still pure genius from like conan the librarian <laughs> where he says how does he say it? <laughs> that is not the dewey decimal system and then he takes a sword and slices the guy in half and... oh my gosh <laughs> Or, or wheel of fish, and uh, they have this this guy who's like, oh, "You spin the wheel, Weaver," and you know, red snapper. Oh, very nice. And then he's like, "Okay, Weaver, you take red snapper or what's in the box?" And there's a guy coming down the aisle with a box, and she's like, "Ah!" Oh, and the crowd's like, "Oh." And she's like, I'll take the box. I'll take the box. And they lift open the box and there's, it's empty. And he's like, stupid. You're so stupid. (laughs) And then Michael Richards, who, uh, um, he was, uh, you know, from Kramer from Seinfeld. Uh Yeah. So Michael Richard, he's playing this like dumb witted janitor. And so Weird Al is just, he's like done. He's like, hey, Stanley, you want a show? Oh, okay. And he he goes on. And the next thing you know, he's getting phone calls. And they're like, everybody in the whole city is like watching this television show. And it becomes the number one hit show on television. And, um, And Stanley Spadowski, he's like, he's like doing all these crazy games. Like, you know find the marble and the oatmeal and, and your prize for winnings, you get to drink from the fire hose. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. And then uh, uh, Raul's Wild Kingdom. And it's just this, this, this guy, he's like, did you know that the turtle is nature's suction cup? <laughs> it stinks! Today we're going to teach poodles how to fly. Oh no, Fifi. <laughs> All right, next one. 
So there's this like if you if you if you broke it down to about ten minutes, there's like pure comedy gold. But the rest of it, like the seventy other minutes, are kind of like pretty rough and unbearable. <laughs> oh. Have you seen Wayne's World in a while? Um, no, but that is an epic movie that will never cross over into the land of it wasn't as good as when it was when I was younger. No, that is like. That's top five right there. Top five. Top five. Yeah. Top four. Go. Top, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Tombstone. Mm. Um, Wayne's World. The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, well, okay. The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Really weird, artsy, foreign film. I don't know why it's in the top, but it is. It's just... Is interesting. That one is so weird know, that know, that one I know. fully resonates that, with you. That's like the whole other half of the brain that you just don't get. That just put that one over there. <laughs> um, maybe it's not so much the movie, but the story that I find really intriguing. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then oh, I can't. I'm escaped. Oh, um, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. That's my quintessential Disney movie. Oh, I was going to say, wasn't that uh, Quentin Tarantino? What? No. <laughs> True romance. No, it's a Disney film about a girl that dives horses. It was a real story. What's dive horses? So back what does in, that mean? Back in like the Great Depression days, or yeah, I think right around then, they would, um, they would build these massive ramps that like went up at, you know, I don't know, 45 degree angle and just stopped. And then below them, there was a big pool of water. And it was kind of like a circus performance um, feat that these, um, these women would train. And they would um, be able to, so they would train the horses to dive. Like literally go blazing up the ramp, jump off and dive. And then the girls would be on top waiting and they would mount on the horse as it's passing by. And then grab on to the horse, jump on and go down with the horse into the pool of water it was like this big really it was like suicide no it was like really dangerous I mean, it like, sounds like like circus performance act but so anyways this is another um another kind of uh story about you know i, I my thing i think with a lot of movies is i really love those stories of like people overcoming incredible obstacles and things so the story with that is she goes blind she doesn't quit she does it and then she does it blind spoiler alert spoiler alert okay but it's not like anybody's gonna dig this movie up from like however many years ago well you should but you know don't get mad at me it's disney plus if you haven't seen it already that's on you so disney plus (laughs) might bring it oh my gosh yeah so Disney Plus, if you haven't heard, is going to be a new streaming service, um, kind of like in the the vein of Netflix and uh, but Hulu, but all Disney. Now, at first, you might be thinking, "Oh, that's cartoons." Uh, no. But then you're like, "Wait, no, they own Marvel, they own Star Wars, they own Fox now." Yeah. They know own ABC. So you have eight between all the ABC shows, Fox shows, Disney shows, Marvel, and um, Star Wars. You're kind of like, oh, that that'd be pretty cool. But you're kind of like, ah, uh, do I really want to buy another 
subscription to another streaming service. But then tell them what the price is supposed to be. And they come out and they say what six ninety nine or seven bucks or something. Yeah. And I'm like, then you're like, oh, oh now I have to think about it. <laughs> man, that's a good price point. They're gonna lure you in, and then they'll jack the prices up after they get everybody on, probably. But even still, I was like, dang, that's a happy meal. Disney's <laughs> Disney's awesome. Disney does everything right, pretty much. Do they? I don't know. I just love Disney. <laughs> Disney is cutthroat. Yes. I've got inside information that those sickos over there, they are the most ruthless in the industry. They will they will cut you. They will cut you deep. They're yeah. I don't know. They cuz they own so many different companies that they can strong arm people. Is what I've heard. I'm this is what I've heard. Not saying this is reality. Oh, other top Disney, movie, don't Mary Poppins. Me. That's see, I have two. Mary in my, Poppins. Yeah, I have two in my um, top. Did you enjoy the Mary Poppins Returns? I loved the Mary Poppins Returns. You did. I did. I loved it. Emily Blunt was awesome, and I thought it was very true to form. But they were able to bring a lot of new um, elements into it with like the visual side of the movie and. Yeah, I really loved it. It still felt very heartwarming. It didn't feel like they lost the yeah, like the heart and soul of that movie. So, I two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Highly recommend. And Meryl Streep, you know, is she has a little cameo in there. So, Meryl Streep's like an amazing actress. I don't know. Okay, uh, that like actually is where I got super annoyed. Did like, you? I checked really? out when the Meryl Streep. Really? I don't know when Meryl. I've Streep... never seen her do a crazy character like that. That was, was pretty good. Mm, All right. Well. I've seen. I don't know. I, it's like Meryl, you're a you're a top notch actress, and you're acting like. Well, that was like the only part available for her. I'm sure, like. She couldn't have played the Angela Lansbury part. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I love you, Angela Lansbury. (laughs) Murder, she wrote. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did you? I don't know. I kind of feel like it's... You pretty much don't like anything that's heartwarming. So let's just put get that right out of that's the way. That's not true. That is true. My heart likes to be warmed. By people shooting each other and like adventures <laughs> and, you know. Nothing says love like a bullet. No. <laughs> no. Your value system is off. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie that is heartwarming. You don't have any. <laughs> you don't have any. No, it's just none are coming to my mind. I, but I'm sure there are movies that I love that are heartwarming. Hmm. What are your top five? Oh, what about uh, what? I Am Sam? Okay. These shows light up. Because there's a character in it. That's why you like it. Sean Penn I know. plays a mentally challenged person. I know, but it's a character you can in, in, impersonate. That's why you like it. It has nothing to do it with warms, the story. No, the movie warms my heart. 
the the, fa- the love of a father and a daughter and against all odds. <laughs> okay. So we- <laughs> I don't know what, why that that's the only one that came to my mind is these shoes. I broke a day what a day dream for this. <laughs> so, okay, your top five. We kind of skipped that because we weren't really planning to talk about top five, but I feel like you should say, what are your top five? In no particular order. Yeah, you will be judged. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Okay, yeah, great. See, I feel like I could also include these, but like, I'm trying to think of like my top that make me unique, not the top that like everybody and their mother thinks is awesome because it's genuinely like an amazing movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So uh, there's too many tops. It's like, anyways, interrupting. Sorry. Go ahead. Shawshank Redemption. Very, very good. Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, that suits you. <laughs> and Nacho Libre, I assume. Yeah, Nacho Libre. That's like there. a given. Oh, then. Shawshank. I like I like Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if I had to pick a movie in that vein, 300. Really? Yes. I don't know why. How many th- have you seen 300? Yeah. Hmm. I watched it and I was like I was like all the good things that you want in a husband are like in King Leonidas. <laughs> <laughs> Abs. No. <laughs> 20 pack. I didn't know there was that many packs you could hide in there. Loincloth. No. Okay. He, he's your like other? the original hipster. He, he's, he's what made the hipster beard popular. Probably true. Yeah. So, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I get it. Um, so, what did I say? Gladiator, Social Inc., Napoleon, and Nacho. Nacho. I don't know. I can't think. It'll come back around. It'll come back around. <laughs> It'll come back around. I feel like it's really hard to have a top list. It's just too hard. There's just too many good movies. I would have came prepared. Yeah. See, but this is where if if only you would have prepped me for this, I would have (laughs) had, like, a great answer. But. uh, No. If I would have prepped you, we wouldn't even talked about it. All right. All right. So today. Says the non-planner to the planner. So today I was driving to work. Uh Uh-oh. And on the radio. On your two-minute drive to work. Two-minute drive to work. <laughs> I love that you I had got a, a very short drive to work. I got a... Man, it was... So this guy calls into the radio, and it's kind of like... I don't know why. It was some sort of sorry-not-sorry sorry segment or something. Like The guy calls in. He calls like his boss or manager and then on the radio, and he says, I'd like to be transferred to a different branch um and the boss is kind of confused and he's like why he's like you've been here like a week he's like i'm just having issue with a, a co-worker and uh you know i and he's like well can you tell me who it is and what, what the thing is maybe i can talk to them 
and uh and he says um yeah it's 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 mark he's like mark and 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 he says yeah he's a bleepity bleep midget and the host of the radio says, like, whoa, you can't say that. Little people are, you can't, you know. And he's like, so, I mean, did he do something? And he's like, no. I just, it, the the little people or whatever, they just, they, they irk me, they freak me out. What? Yeah. And I just, I, I, I can't be around them. It's just, oh it's weird. Gosh. And and he's like, ah, oh, wow. And he's like, so if you could just transfer me to a different branch, like, and the the, the manager's like, well, that's not really gonna help. Yeah. He's like, well, sure it will, because I won't be near that guy. Uh-huh. And he says, no, um, Mark is the owner of the company. <gasps> And he goes to all the branches. Uh-huh. And the the guy just like gets like a pit in his stomach. He's like, oh, he's like, oh no. Uh-huh. And he's like, and you decided to do this on public radio. Wow. Which who knows if he's listening right now. Wow. <laughs> or somebody that works for him. Uh-huh. Is listening, and I'm sure he's going to be finding out. And so now I need to have a conversation with him, and and the guy's just like, uh, uh, yeah. uh. And I was, I was like, oh man, like one to kind of air your like grievances on the radio like that. Yeah. I think it was weird. Yeah. I think maybe he was thinking in his head, oh, this would be interesting and. And maybe because I do it over the radio, it wouldn't be as awkward. Um, but it was just, I was like, ah, one, I felt felt bad for the mark if he hears about it. But yeah. then also, but the part of me is like, you know what? I hope that guy gets let yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to have that kind of reaction where it's like you couldn't b you don't want to work or like you don't even yeah. know why you're yeah. just weirded out because they're a yeah. little person um Aww. i was like Ugh. that makes my heart sad yeah i don't know have you ever had any interaction with little people that you can no, think of I, actually i don't think i have not that i don't think i i don't know anybody no. No. But that I I have I'm just like I love all the people. So. I love all the people. <laughs> I love all the people. <laughs> it makes me sad. I think you know what's funny or something that made me think of I we even talked about social media on the last podcast, but it did make me think of um like how there there is a little bit of a, a false sense of security that you can hide behind. Like mm-hmm. You know, hide behind the radio or hide behind, you know, people post their grievances, you know, on social media or whatever and feel safe doing so. But, you know, it's not really, it's easy to do, I guess. It's easy to have your opinion and just throw it out there. Um, Just click send. Yeah, click send. Because in a way there's no 
there's no face right in front of you that you're not that you're talking to so it's very easy to complain or you know I don't know but yeah I mean we come across that all the time I've fallen prey to that before I've gotten all sucked into discussions and stuff and you know you air your opinions but then you get all then your anxiety level goes up and you're like, what am I doing to myself? It's stressing me out. And it's, it's like, you're not even, you're not even having a face-to-face -face conversation. <laughs> Pardon the noise. There's Pardon the neighbors. Pardon the noise, the neighbors. <laughs> Pardon the noise. I know, yeah, I saw you this week. You, um, oh, yeah. Maybe we go there a little. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> The vaccine debate is heavy this week, people. It is, it is raging. <laughs> well, here's a here's a platform if you have an opinion. No, I don't. I don't want to like blast my opinion. Um, well, I I think yeah. There was a there was a discussion that came up on social media, and somebody was really going at it about you know. Um, pro-vaccination and you know you'll never get around my kids and you know if you're an anti-vaxxer and all this and I think that as an anti-vaxxer you should be picking up extra taxes um, for the public health and there's just all it was it was a lot of venting mm -hmm. and at one point this person went on to kind of say well you know somebody very close to me is um, in the medical field and studying for their, I don't know, their science degree, and they've studied all the research and, you know, this, that, and the next thing, and they, they've agreed that, that all, the, all the research points to the fact that we should be vaccinating. And that one kind of, that one kind of struck a chord with me a little bit, um, because, A, you're fighting, this person is arguing on behalf of mandated vaccinations. Okay, so let me just establish my stance. I did, when I was talking on this thread, I said, oh, I'm... What is mandated Mandated, like you have to be vaccinated. You have to follow a protocol. You are required to do these things. I am anti... Doctors are required to do these things yeah, too. Yeah, isn't that pretty sad to think about? Doctors aren't given a choice <laughs> yeah, no, I read, I read um, a, a first person experience just recently that was saying that this person has a child that is um, autoimmune or immune compromised and they went to their doctor who they liked and they were, you know, due to get vaccines or whatever. And the, the parent is saying, well, um, I think, you know, I don't think this is a good idea because we're immune compromised here. And the doctor is like, I am required by my medical group to follow the protocol that they have established. I cannot deviate from that. Um, and kind of, I gathered from what I read that this doctor was like, you just might need to not be part of our practice because I can't, in order to protect myself, I can't practice medicine the way I want to practice. Mm -hmm. That to me is very sad. <clears throat> but anyways, back to <clears throat> what I was saying is, I would say, 
I'm actually not anti-vaccination. I think in my in my discussion with this person that I was talking to, I did very quickly say I'm you know anti-vax. I'm not anti-vaccination. I'm anti-mandated vaccination. I mm-hmm. think sure there's 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 times where vaccines are you know beneficial when the risk outweighs you know um, or the benefit outweighs the risk, which is not in my opinion ever the case. For a perfectly healthy child that has nothing wrong with them. A baby that is straight out the womb, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with their immune system. And we're going to pump them full of stuff. Let's just get right in there. No. Okay. That doesn't fly with me. But anyways, back to what we were saying is this person was saying how, you know, somebody close to them was, you know, studying. And there was really an, um, an elevating the... the academic elitist point of view there is really there is an elitism among academia that thinks that they do no wrong no no wrong they cannot Mm -hmm. make a mistake um so i stepped in and i just said hey um i am somebody that actually has my bachelor's in human biology and i'm against vaccinations as we're discussing here um academia does not always get it right (laughs) And I think anywhere where there is risk, there should be choice. Yeah. Um, period. We don't, it, we don't even need to have the discussion that, that is everybody's red flagging about autism and this and that. The fact <clears throat> is, there is risk. There should be choice. Yeah. Don't pull your herd immunity argument on me. There is risk. There should be choice. Yeah. Because when you pull herd immunity, that's saying that, you know, well, somebody else is more important than the rest of the population. So, I don't yeah. know. I, I kind of don't. I, this is where I land. <laughs> you know, when, it, when we began to have children and all this stuff uh, became, became to the forefront. And, and I, I think the thing is, is... All our decision was made with research and made with um, reading and looking into things. It wasn't just like, oh, I saw Jenny McCarthy and she did it, so I'm going to do it too. And it wasn't Mm fear-based. I think this is where a lot of people get stuck is they they make these decisions fear-based yeah one way or the other so let me establish like scott and i like we we are not people that are like you need to do this or you need to do that we are very much like pro-choice we want to have the freedom to make choices for what's best for our family we want you to have the freedom to make choices for what's best for your family but when um those freedoms get encroached upon that's where it gets a little like no you know not not in uh, it's not gonna fly but yeah no i mean i think the the very first time that we uh were taking our firstborn to the doctor and it was it was the day that this is when they start saying hey we're gonna start we want to start giving them vaccines and the you know that we and we said uh, we're actually deciding to to not do vaccines at this time, and then they went into this whole spiel and and they said, well, you're going to have to sign this form 
saying that you... You are knowingly endangering your child by not vaccinating them. Yeah. And I said, well, what form do we sign that... Or what form... Is there a form that you sign that if our child is injured? And they're like, well, no, no. no, (laughs) We don't sign those. No, because... There, well, see, there's this slush fund. And I think that was the exact yeah. words she used. Yeah. There's a slush fund that um, kind of protects the doctors, protects the doctors. when when these... When. <laughs> when things go wrong. When, when, when things... Yeah. When reactions happen to the, to the children. And in my mind, I'm thinking, so you're telling me <clears throat> that there's this huge amount of money out there that every time a child is injured by a vaccine this money goes to make sure that that child is taken care of and that people can't come back and sue the doctor Mm -hmm. and what that tells me is if there was no slush fund and doctors were held accountable for uh, injured children result of vaccines that that tells me there would probably be a lot less doctors than that are currently mandated and forced to <clears throat> to pu- push these vaccines, yeah. um, or at least that would give people the choice and not you know guilt yeah. and shame them. So that was kind of uh, eye opening for me when that happened. I was like, oh wow, I didn't know about this slush fund. <laughs> yeah. And um, but even then, it's just like knowing that. Um, knowing people that have had, you know, uh, people that we've gone to church with that have had... A couple of different friends. That their vaccines and their child's had reactions. And and I'm sure that their doctors were just like... Just this following is, protocol. Just got it, you know, this is what's best for your child. And now their child is... uh, has issues or had, you know, had those reactions that were could have caused you know you know to damage who knows at this point what it could be um or possibly death in those scenarios it's funny a picture just popped up on my facebook feed that there is so when you go in and you know they they give you the information on the vaccines the doctor's office will give you a very short um abbreviated paper or pamphlet Mm -hmm. but when you ask which i'd encourage anybody that is um pursuing the vaccine route definitely do this so that you know that you are educated um ask for the vaccine insert which is the paperwork that comes with the actual vaccine um comes in the box that the doctor opens you can ask for that the doctors are probably not going to be happy to give it to you but they need to give it to you and it's it's one of these um you know, I don't know, two foot long by one foot wide piece of papers with super tiny writing and like 42 paragraphs of all of the negative um, adverse reactions. It's warnings about, you know, for example, the MMR can, warnings include seizures, encephalitis, pneumonia, deafness, death, and measles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, and on a side note, for all you, all, all, the, all the measles craziness that's going around right now, um we and i don't claim to know everything nor have researched everything i don't spend my life doing this because i am a mom with three small kids and i have other things but from what i've seen there is no um known cases of a wild strain of measles that has been going around so it's you know 
It's not wild type. It's vaccine-related measles. Well, the the measles that's going on right now is affecting college campuses. Yeah, yeah. All this, all the students that have already been quote vaccinated. Yeah. Are getting the measles. And I did. There was another. There was one comment. So, because I, I was, I was not participating in this uh, Facebook discussion. I just, you know, put in my two cents and wanted to say, and I didn't want to argue or anything like that. But one of the other um, people on this thread, who I personally know, and I know that this person has a vaccine-injured child, um, basically came back and was like to the original person that was very um, pro-vaccine was like, hey, unless you have updated yourself on the 75 shots that are recommended on the schedule, you are also somebody that could potentially be transmitting measles. So please don't have these discussions until you've updated your vaccines. Mm. <laughs> that mm. was just a favorite, a favorite little comment that I was like, it's so true. Yeah. So true. All the people that are very pushing this agenda, have you updated yeah. your schedule? Well, I mean, there's without a doubt the pharmaceutical industry <clears throat> yeah. is... Special interest. They have a special interest. Mm-hmm. They push what they want. There's a reason that our healthcare system here in America is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because money's to be made <clears throat> and... You don't make money when you're when you're not giving a vaccine to a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make money when that kid gets pumped full of how many? Uh, well, 80, like 82 or eighty six? Seventy five or eighty two <laughs> or something crazy now. I can't even. I can't even keep up. Yeah, and the other thing, <laughs> I had you listen to that podcast, um, Hidden Brain. Yeah. The vegetable lamb episode, um, and that to me was kind of a little bit eye opening in how the medical community doesn't always get it right yeah and how here here they here they had all these thoughts and these ideas and they thought you know it was talking about the stomach what they thought the stomach acids and as they were talking about ulcers ulcers this was before they really knew anything about ulcers yeah exactly so um they're basically just saying that it really takes a lot for somebody to step up and go against the grain of knowledge that is currently held by the medical field because really you're going against your peers and the way that knowledge is assimilated in the medical field is very peer-to-peer um yeah yeah the, they talked about their yeah. this person cites this person who cites yeah. this person who cites this person who right. cites this person right and and to go against <clears throat> that mm-hmm. uh this person was like you're an idiot. You're a black you're, sheep. What are you thinking? Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. You can't be possibly right. You're not yeah. reading the the yeah. data right. And then it and at the end of it, it turns out that he was right. Right. <laughs> and yeah. they were all wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he was being vilified and like made to look like an idiot. Yeah. But he's the actually the only one that was actually finally reading the data right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think point to be had is just that. We have to hold a view of academia as it's in motion. It it does not have all the information. Yeah. And we have to make our best decisions. Um, You know, our decisions have to carry our our instinct with them as parents. Mm -hmm. Really, I really, truly believe in parental instinct. 
that we know, you know, we know what, what's best for these kids, that we've been given, the kids that we've been given specifically for a reason. So um, that's, I hope that helps some people in some way to release anybody on either either camp, doesn't matter which camp you're in, but to release you from making decisions out of fear and make your decisions in faith, knowing that you know, you're making the right decision for your child. And we do not need to have this sort of one size fits all approach to medicine. Should never be that way. And it's sad because there's a time crunch when doctors see their patients, there's medical boards that are looming over their shoulders and you know, we can't lose that. I just think we, we really can't lose that, that personal touch and how we, um, how we treat people. Yeah. So. No, I think, I think at the end of the day, like, I, I think people, you know, they should have a choice. In in a world where, you know, when you you think of like abortion, you have pro choice and, you know, pro life, and the, the, here we have a world that's fighting. You know, that's saying we want the choice to choose for ourselves, <laughs> and yet when it comes to vaccines, they're like, you should not be able to choose for yourself, mm-hmm. and it's so weird because it's so contradictory. But, um, yeah, no, I you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not anti-vaccination, but um, I just think there's a few flawed arguments out there, especially. Um, you know, this is, I don't know. The, the one argument that I see a lot of is like, well, we need to, we need to really be concerned for the special populations like the, the elderly and the very young who can't be vaccinated. And I come at that and I kind of laugh because it's like, well, but you do vaccinate the very young. <laughs> like, so can we stop using that as an argument now? Because when you want to start pumping stuff into kids the moment they're born, like you get, you lose the right to, to have that as part of your argument. Mm. Okay. So as in, anyways. as in like Dwight Schrute on the office, <laughs> germs make you strong. <laughs> yes. And I invite anyone to put their germs mm. on me. And then they proceeded for the rest of the episode to cough, sneeze, in his face and he said i'm getting stronger <laughs> and but i will one thing i will and that say, comes naturally yeah, right yeah I'm, I'm not talking about just biologically do i'm joking yeah. because it is joy true but i mean like there is something to getting something in a natural means yeah and then fighting it off yeah you're not just like is made for not just like i'm gonna pump you you yeah. know i'm gonna pump you full of uh and when you know when my mom was young bleach to give you young, a bleach they, immunity they you know? had they had measles yeah it was like the chicken pox yeah um yeah i i don't know it's i had the chicken I, po- I had the chicken pox you had the ch- i had the chicken pox do you i did um didn't get a vaccine for it no <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have mattered I don't, is there a vac- chickenpox vaccine? And I've known people that have gotten the chickenpox vaccine and gotten chickenpox. And pox. you still get chickenpox because. Because so, <laughs> it's a different type of chickenpox. People chicken that get box. the flu shot usually get the flu worse than anybody else. Anyways, <laughs> um, I will say. I what, did. <laughs> I did. I said never again. I, I really hope we're not sounding harsh to anybody that whose va- values don't align with ours. That's not the intent. The intent is really just to speak out for, for choice. Um, yeah. And also. 
I will say that as people th- that we value our freedom and not and choosing to not vaccinate, um, we also do pursue like natural means of immunity and wellness. Like, you know, it's not. I don't know. So I, I guess you know where some people want to put their faith in the vaccine. I think we want to take personal responsibility in a different area and how we approach our immunity and supporting that you know yeah like we do master tonic we do um you know thieves we do sleep and rest we do oregano we do elderberry we do you know different kinds of things like that and you know for the most part i will say um we don't get sick that often we really don't so we've we are blessed and we want to you know we do our part to hand wash and cover our mouth if we sneeze and all that you know so it's i don't want anybody to hear like oh you're anti-vax so you just don't care about anybody else yeah no our personal responsibility lies in a different um approach i guess exactly exactly and and i'm not trying to belittle or make anybody else look dumb like if that's your opinion right that's your opinion thank and god for freedom yeah right? yeah i think you should be you should be able yeah. to make that choice and if that's what your doctor is recommending and you want to follow it then go ahead but if i have a conviction right then please don't force me right to to adhere to that you know um that dictation of somebody else that you know i don't fully agree with yeah like please don't ask us to put our children at risk and you won't take personal responsibility for the risk you're asking us to place them under you know yeah exactly yeah well that was fun (laughs) (laughs) wasn't quite planned no totally not planned not planned again we don't prep (laughs) we prep we do not prep I told I said it last time. You talked to me more on this podcast than, than any other time. <laughs> I just I like what I like what can come out naturally. Yeah. I feel like Fair enough. You know, just a tiny little bit. Like I was thinking maybe we'll go this way or something, but if if it, the con- conversation will just flow so much better in my opinion if it just flows. Yeah, agreed. You agreed? I agree. Yeah. All right. I can hang. It just, it makes my planner brain a little nervous. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are we talking about? I didn't get to prepare. I don't know what we're doing. I might sound stupid. <laughs> no, you're awesome, baby. You're so smart and you have lots of good things to say. And that's why we like hearing oh, from you. Thanks. I love hearing from you. I love... <laughs> that hey, hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming today, baby, and uh, oh, for doing it? this with me. All right. Yeah. And uh, do you have any closing questions like last time? Did you come with any new ones? Not any new ones, unless anything's changed. Are you reading anything new? <laughs> Watching anything new? Listening to anything new? Am I? I figured you were on a couple weeks ago, so I figured yeah. not, probably not much has changed. No, not really. Different, uh, different books. Yeah, I started reading a. Um, what did I start reading? I started child reading, soldier. I started book. reading a book about <laughs> child soldiers, and then I had to put it down. It was too much. Too graphic. Yeah. 
too much real life. And it, and that was before. Wasn't warm and fuzzy? No. Didn't, didn't give you the warm and fuzzies? No, I was trying to do it like, you know, for the greater good. And I actually feel, felt like in my spirit, like I should put it down. <laughs> and that wasn't even to the point where that person had become a child soldier. That was before they were, when mm. they were just exposed to the war and stuff. So, anyhow, yeah. So, that was hard because I'm a book finisher. Mm-hmm. So, to put a book down halfway through was like... It's not finished, but I don't think I'm supposed to finish it. <laughs> we finally finished New Girl. Yeah. That was a long time. Yeah. You were sad. <laughs> that was sad. my. That's my heart. That's my warm fuzzy. That's your warm fuzzy. That's my warm fuzzy. It's funny, and it's fuzzy. Who do you identify most with on that show? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have three guy options, right? Yeah. Or no, I don't have to choose. I can, I can choose anybody who I must identify with. I don't know. Probably Jake Johnson. That's... Are, are you going to say Schmidt? You're going to say Schmidt, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Part of the Noise podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Part of the Noise podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Part of the Noise Podcast. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review us. It helps us get noticed by others. I'm Scotty Hughes, and we'll see you next time.